Welcome, listeners, today to the Affiliated Podcast. This is our final day at Traffic and Conversion 2021 live in our VIP room. But luckily, it's in the morning, so as people just are waking up, rubbing all the hangover out of their eyes and rolling in much slower and much less energy than they have before, but not us and not our guest today. Um, we are going to be talking with Neil Schaefer, right? Schaefer it Schaefer. is. Schaefer, ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Neil, who has some fantastic information he's going to share with us today, really it's going to be about how to unlock the influence you have in your business or how to unlock other individuals' influence to increase your bottom line and really start making some great profits. So an exciting thing that if you're not utilizing, you need to, and Neil's going to tell you why. So um, first, Neil, again, thank you so much for your time. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing awesome, Kyle. Thank you. I, you know, it's the VIP room, man. I feel yeah. like a VIP. So you thank are you. A VIP, and you're definitely dressed like a VIP. I am dressed like I don't know what's a an MIP or like an LIP, a lame important person. No, I don't know what it'd be. So. I'm a Barney Stinson fan. You know, suit yeah, up, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope you do have a silk tuxedo at home. That would be great for your sleeping. So, um, but well, Neil, you know, obviously you've been around and really in online marketing for quite some time. But tell me a little bit about how you got so good in understanding this world of influencers and just the power of influence in businesses and been talking about it and doing some amazing things. Wrote a book, um, obviously had a podcast, um, The Generator and Lab. So just talk to me a little about that journey. Yeah, so I have a background in actually in B2B sales. And okay. I did B2B sales in Asia. Okay. And I was responsible for countries where I had to do business outside of English, <laughs> in <laughs> Japanese and Chinese, which I speak. So that, I, I lived in Asia 15 years doing that, and that really gave me this holistic business experience mm -hmm. that really applied well when I came back to the U.S. And uh, it was 2008, where I was really big in online networking, really big into LinkedIn, because that's all we had back then. And I started blogging about it. And uh, as things went, that blog turned into a book in 2009, which led to consulting opportunities, speaking opportunities. And January 2010, I launched my own consultancy. And I haven't looked back. So uh, for more than a decade, just been working with companies as a consultant, doing a lot of speaking, written a few books. And it was really a few years ago when I just started getting asked a lot about influencer marketing and how all these marketers wanted to become influencers themselves. And that started me on this journey to really uncover, you know, the meaning behind it and how, wow, you know, affiliate marketing, that's, that's at the heart of it is a type of influencer marketing. And companies have been doing a lot of influencer marketing without knowing it because everyone just thinks it's the Kim Kardashian. And, yeah. and, and that's only one small little piece of it. So hopefully we'll uncover today. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was hoping you'd just tell me how I could be Kim Kardashian, but that's probably not realistic. As much as I want to be, you know, in what the big, the full black shadow dress like she was at the Met Gala, um, probably isn't in my future. So, um, but I really love what you said too, in terms of just, um, you know, you started with blogging, creating content, and then it led really into this influencer side. So I understand a lot of people obviously are always looking for that. Um, I guess just before we kind of jump into it, I'm really curious, like what, for you, did you really find like, okay, here's the key or here's what I quickly figured out with influencers or influence stuff that maybe distinguished you or allowed you to be really valuable to people? You know, it started with a blog. It started with content creation because how do you, every influence at the heart of it, they've started by creating content and building community around that content, whether it's a blog, whether it's a podcast, whether it's YouTube or whether it's social media. So I was lucky. I, I mean, I, I just wanted to like network with others and share information about LinkedIn um, back then. So the blog, though, led me into becoming known as sort of like this influencer or thought leader in the LinkedIn space. Gotcha. And that, you know, that led to another thing. And the whole influencer marketing, I mean, case in point, I never blogged about influencer marketing until I was about to release the book. 
And then all of a sudden people think of me as an influencer in influencer marketing. Ah. And it all happened from that content creation and the yeah. positioning obviously of that content. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's dive into that a little bit more. I, I will wanna say one thing, we, we'll circle back to this later, but I did really love what you said in terms of, hey, influencers still affiliate marketing, right? They're all kind of under the same umbrella. Totally. Totally agree. We're gonna circle back on that and talk a little bit more about it um, a little bit later. But um, let's talk a little bit more the content piece. I think that's really powerful in terms of you created content, you're doing all the content, and then now you found yourself as soon as you were able to push something out, it created expertise immediately because of that content. So I imagine that might be kind of a part of what you're talking about in terms of what influence could do for businesses. So is that kind of what you saw or tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I guess from a business perspective, you want to tap into communities, right? You, yeah. you want to be able to reach the people that influencers are reaching, right? And, yeah. and so you think of different ways to collaborate with them. And, you know, like I said, a lot of people think of influencer marketing, just pay someone on Instagram with fake followers, all this money for vanity likes. I'm not talking about that at all. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's, you know, me as having my own communities, my own media. I mean, I have people reach out to me that will pay to be on my podcast that will pay to be featured on my website. Um, And that's from the influence that you gain of having communities. But from businesses, it makes sense as well, because compared that to paid media where, you know, people may not trust you. Um, we don't trust ads these days as well. Yeah. So when you make that comparison, um, influence marketing, you know, collaborating with other people actually can lead to very, very high ROI for the companies that do it right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's immediately trust. When someone that people trust recommends a product, there's that built-in trust. Yeah. And this is what I think we talked beforehand, what affiliates that aren't building or yielding their influence in that way really miss out on that trust factor mm-hmm. that can really help them get sales you know, day in and day out, well into the future for whatever they want to sell. Yeah. Well, let, yeah, let's break that down a little bit too, in terms of, Hey, you know, trust is key. It's, it's really the, the influence is it's adopted trust, which accelerates a sales cycle. I think that's a big thing that, that people always need to understand so much of sales and touch points oftentimes is getting to a point of trust. So if you're doing content oftentimes, it's like a, you know, you're looking four to five touch points before you could get a conversion. But if you bring influence and trust in there, that could really shrink down how many touch points people have to go to, which could be a really powerful tool. We'll go more into like how that could go for your business. But what I'm really curious about, and um, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier, is like, I'm a business owner, I have a bunch of customers, I'm selling a product, and you'd mentioned that means you have influence. So like that kind of made me curious. So talk a little bit more about how if I'm a business or a company, how could I start, like what influence do I have with customers and how do I get more of it or build on that? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you have customers means that people have literally bought into you and trust you. And, and <laughs> hopefully, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I, I think that, you know, when business owners want to reach out to affiliates or, or influencers, uh, they, I mean, they have product, right? They might have unique experiences that they could provide. They might have unique expertise in something. So I think there's a lot of things that companies have above and beyond just money that they can offer. And I think, you know, part of influencer marketing as well, we talk about the affiliate side. It's also the customer side. It's also leveraging your customers, treating them as influencers and yielding influence in that way to, to make your community even bigger. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's a few ways of looking at it, but uh, as a business owner, if you wanted to work together with influencers, there's a lot of things that you can offer just above and beyond pure, you know, affiliate relationship. You, you said something super interesting there, Neil, the turning your customers and treating them like influencers. So unpack that a little bit more. I'm just, you got me curious. So what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so when my definition of influencer marketing is, look, is tapping into people that have 
I mean, you got to be, you got to have a digital presence. That's the whole idea. When you have a digital presence, you have influence over people that see your content in their feed. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, everybody has some influence when they're recommending a product on their personal Instagram feed, even if they only have a hundred followers, they might be influencing a hundred people. So the idea then is, well, let's break down what influence is. Influence is basically people that have these communities that can influence people to action. Now I mentioned, you know, having a hundred followers. Well, if you're a business, you know, that's not a lot of people. And even in the influencer marketing industry, they will define someone as a nano influencer if you have a thousand followers. They, they look at Instagram, but I, you know, I think it could be applied everywhere. So even, you know, these influencer marketing companies are saying people with a thousand followers have influencers, look around of people that have a thousand followers, a thousand friends, a thousand connections. It's a lot of people. And when we look at it that way, we think, okay, well, I want to reach out to these people that have influence and work together with them. I want them to become my affiliate or I want them to, you know, what have you. So I like to start rather than saying, okay, the person with the highest number of followers has the most influence. I like to look at the like, know, and trust factor. Who are the people that have at least a thousand followers that have some brand affinity with us that, that actually like, know, or trust us. And that begins with your customer. Well, it actually begins with your employees, if you're a big company, right? Of your employees becoming your biggest influencer. Uh, we then look at, obviously, your customers, right? Or your partners, depending on, you know, distribution partners, what have you. Then we look at people that actually follow the brand or people that have, like, mentioned the brand. There, there is already some sort of like, know, and trust. So if I go out to someone and say, you know, as a business, I want to work with you, influencer, and they've never heard of you, it's going to be more expensive, First of all, they may not want to work with you, second of all. But when you reach out to someone that's already your customer, and I have brands, uh, one uh, or clients, one client, their e-commerce company, and they went through their customer database. And it's very, very easy to upload an email database and find Instagram profiles. They found people like, you know, six-figure followers or verified profiles that were their customers. Oh, wow. Without even realizing it. So you, I just, cause that's, I'm really curious about that and I'm curious where you go, but so you could just take an email list, all my email buyers that I have and upload that. Is there software? Like how am I able to track and see, great, here's all the, you know, the IG, you know, IG accounts for these emails. I'm just curious how you do yeah, that. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's like email verification services. And if anybody here is like buying a list or even has a list, it's really, really good to verify those emails to make sure that they're real, they don't bounce, yeah. uh, and what have you. So those companies that provide email list verification services often will provide uh, data appending. And they're basically using the email address to find publicly known social media profiles. Gotcha. Sometimes it's LinkedIn, sometimes it's Twitter, sometimes it's Instagram. This is just based on public information. Mm -hmm. uh, I use a tool called, I'm not an affiliate, but they're called Voila Norbert. Um, that does a great job, but there's a number of them out there. Um, yeah. Just find one that that's priced, you know, uh, appropriately. So By the way, that was a beautiful name for that company. As you say yeah. it one more time, I don't. I sound like that was just. Ooh, I have voilà Norbert. Oh. Voila Norbert. <laughs> I will not be able to say it as cool as you just said, Neil. But that's awesome. So, but but there's also if you're in e-commerce, there's a really really cool tool. It's sort of one of its kind. It actually integrates with Shopify. It's a free Shopify app that also integrates with your email database and with Instagram. So it'll pull your customer database email addresses, pull your email email addresses, and sync it up with your Instagram followers and basically help you find your influencers. It's a tool called Caro. If you go to getcarro.com, this is the tool that if you, if you do e-commerce, this, this is the best tool because it also includes this CRM aspect where as you begin to you know, contact influencers, you can sort of record how that relationship is going. 
you know, part of the problem is finding influencers. Once you find them, you want to keep in good touch with them, right? Keep yeah. on developing that relationship. Yeah. So it's a fantastic tool that I recommend anyone on Shopify. Only available for Shopify so far. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I, I think they're planning to release it elsewhere. But yeah, that the, that's the type of technology. So instead of thinking about, wow, who do I even contact? I get all these cold you know, offers as well from lots of companies. But when I actually know the company and I'm actually like their customer, uh, it just, you know, of course I want to work with you. And you'll be able to collaborate with people in a much more compelling, much more trustworthy way. And I think much more economical way when they're your customer, yeah, right? Yeah. Free, free product can go a heck of a long way with them. Yeah, it's, it's always good when you know you have a mutual conversation point, right? Like, <laughs> like something that you already know and hopefully they had a good experience. So I wanna dial back in a little bit and spend a little bit more time on two specific areas that you said that, that really interested me. One was, if depending on the size of your company, your employees should be your influencers first. That was really interesting. It actually immediately made me think of Taylor over here, um, our producer. His dog is definitely has a, is a nano influencer, right? Like where where's Stanley's followers at now? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen? That's not much. Oh, I thought he had so much more. He should have more. Thirteen thousand? Yeah. <laughs> you guys should be all. What? What's? How, where could people follow Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll do that later. It'll be in the description notes. No, there you go. Um, but so I'm just super curious to know, like, one, how do you approach that as a business owner? Like, if I are you using like strategy to say, hey, employees, we want you guys. Here's how you post. Here's the things you do. Like, I, you don't want to make it too corporate. Is it more organic? And then afterwards, let's talk a little bit more about the nano influencers as customers. How you approach that? What are systems you could do to make sure that's scalable and and works well. But yeah, first on the employees, like how do you kind of approach that? Yeah, so that's that's a real difficult one that companies have been trying to do. We heard this term employee advocacy for some businesses, may have heard of it before, say six or seven years ago, a lot with B2B companies that have big sales teams and how these sales teams that are already on LinkedIn, that already have all these connections that people are looking at their feed, how do we seed them with our content so that they share it and it, it develops more leads? That's sort of where it started. Mm -hmm. but. You know, I'd say that once we begin to look at customers as influencers and followers as influencers, you begin to want to create sort of a program mm -hmm. to keep in touch with them. And that's where you can add your employees because the way employee advocacy starts is we want you on social media. It's okay to talk about our company. I mean, we have NDAs in place. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to give away the specs for iPhone 15 before it's released. But I, I would like you to though. So any <laughs> any um, Apple employees, please. That sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, there are laws about that. But uh, <laughs> but but you know, we want you to create content. In fact, we want to use your content on our feed, right? Yeah. So leverage your employees, and and part of that is we want to support you. We're going to give you training. Okay. So one of the, uh, the people that actually pre-ordered my book was this big consumer brand uh, in, in Singapore. Mm -hmm. Flew out to meet them. And they're like, hey, we have all these influencers. They, these like nano influencers between one yeah. to 10,000. And they have influence, but their content's not really up to par. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking of actually bringing in influencers to train them. Like people that are really good at video or photo hmm. or copywriting to actually train these nano influencers so that they can become better at social media and therefore better push our product when, you know, in addition to everything else. So it's investing in people. Mm -hmm. If you took that approach to your own employees and most of these programs that want to treat employees as influence, we'll have a training program. We'll teach you personal branding. We'll teach you how to use Visco or whatever photo editing tool. We'll teach you how to create a TikTok. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll hire Rachel Peterson, bring her in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yes, good idea, definitely. But if yeah. you have that approach, you mm-hmm. can actually merge that together with your influence. You can create this entire, you know, brand ambassador, whatever program you want to call it, VIP program, since we're in the VIP lounge, <laughs> of, of, you know, employees, of influencers, of customers. And the one thing they have in common is the like, know, and trust. They all, they all love your brand. They all want yeah. to. So, so you could be doing events. You could be saying, hey, we're going to launch a new product. We want to get everyone on board. We're going to offer our affiliates, you know, X, X commission, um, you know, based on this campaign, what have you. But it becomes a very, very convenient way to keep in touch, but also to offer the same training and same opportunities to everybody. Gotcha. Okay. So just to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit and kind of summarize everything there. So knowing that really for the employees, the idea is, is take this more professionally, right? So you don't just get like, hey, I want you guys to go post this. It needs to be something where let's actually go through training. Let's make sure that they know how to do the content so they feel they have efficacy in it. And then you're also going to be able to just fold that into the whole nano influencer group and all the other customers to kind of create more of a program. Now, what, and from, I, oh, yep, go ahead. You know, I just want to add one important point. You yeah. can't, can't force it on people. Got yes. So a lot of companies okay. fail because they, it's like, hey, if you're already in social media, we have someone that's going to teach you how to create a TikTok in five minutes. How cool is that? I think a lot of employees would dig that, right? Yeah. So you got to incentivize it by offering, by, you, you know, at the end of the day, you got to invest in people. Mm-hmm. If you are a brand, you should be investing in your affiliates. Mm-hmm. Affiliates should be investing in, in your communities. It's mm-hmm. all about investing in these relationships, yeah. including the employees. Yeah. That was a great distinction because immediately that was kind of one of the things I think it's like, man, do I have to like tell employees like, I need you to post, right? Yeah. So not going to work. So, not yeah. authentic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so really it's almost you're, you're creating as a benefit. So now you're going to attract employees that are saying, hey, if you would like to learn to be better at social media, that's now an added benefit to working for our company outside of whatever you're doing. Um, now you're going to offer a component, almost like a, it's almost, it feels like an employee benefit, right? Like that you could have access to something like that's really a great way to approach that from an employee standpoint. I work with a real estate company and they're offering all their top agents a concierge service where they provide them this unique social media training. It's a benefit, it's a fringe benefit yeah. of being a top performer. Um, yeah. And it's something you can offer to everybody. That's that's a great idea, a really good one. And something I think a lot of people could probably start implementing pretty quickly um, in their business if they have enough employees to do so. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about the nano influencers as customers. So, you know, uh, we have obviously, you're gonna be able to load all these emails in, get some information in terms of where they might be and so on and so forth. What does the outreach look like? What, what are kind of the programs that people are doing? How are they building the communication? I can't imagine it's, you know, as easy to say, hey, you bought this product, let's say, let's say it was a supplement or a widget or whatever. Um, and now it's like, Hey, by the way, I'd like to teach you how to be an influencer. Right. So like, how do you kind of go about that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that feels like a bit of a weird gap. Um, so, so walk me through kind of that, that outreach and how you bring them in if they're a nano influencer and a customer as well. Yeah. So or follower will, unless it's different. Well, yeah. I mean, if they're a customer, then you're allowed to provide, you're, you're allowed to communicate with them. I mean, if yeah. you have their email address and stuff. So if they're a customer, it's really easy to say, Hey, we're launching a new program celebrating our customers that are active in social media. Okay. We'd love you to be part of it. And I, I think at the beginning, you don't really know what you're going to do. We're going to offer social media training. We're going to offer, you know, unique, uh, affiliate benefits, um, free exclusive access to products, whatever it is. That's where at the beginning you were saying, what can companies offer their influence? That's the things they can offer. Right. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, every year we're going to put together a party in New York city, you know, come and bring a friend, whatever it is. Um, gotcha. and, and it's really saying, Hey, would you be open for a conversation? Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this is because there's a lot of these people, if they're already active in social media and they're posting, probably brands have already reached out to them. They might have already worked as an influencer with other brands. Yeah. So have a conversation with them. 
I mean, you're not talking about, well, I mean, it depends on the brand, but you know, start with uh, a few dozen people. Mm-hmm. But if you can just get on the phone with them, how do you currently work with brands? How do we, you know, as a customer, we want to better support you. Um, you know, what can we offer you? Mm-hmm. What would you be looking for? Because not everybody's in it. Affiliates are all in it for the money, right? But your customers are not necessarily in it for the money, mm-hmm. right? Free product, a $25 Amazon gift card, whatever it is, might go a long way. Mm-hmm. Some of them may not even want any of that. They're just so psyched that you reached out to them mm-hmm. and they'd love to be part of the program. So, so really it starts with you know, reaching out have, and ideally having that open-ended conversation. If they're not a customer and they're a follower, then it's reaching out to them. You DM them on whatever social media account they follow you on. Hey, same thing. You know, we're starting a, a, a new program with people that love our brand. We'd, we'd love to invite you to become part of it. Would you like to set up a 15 minute call? We can discuss, you know, we can introduce the program and, and see how we might be able to work together. Gotcha. And, and that, you know, it's a little bit inefficient at the beginning, but once you have everybody in a program and you can tap into, everyone's going to have a different idea for you. Everyone's going to have different experience of working with brands. So tap into that. But after doing that with like 10 or 15 people, I think you're going to be able to construe what this program looks like. And that's when you can scale it. Nice, that's yeah. when it's like, hey, watch this 15 minute video. And if you're interested, let me know. Gotcha. You know so, so you can scale it at some point. But at the beginning, I want you to go really deep on those relationships because I think that's going to make or break the success of your program. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes a ton of sense. That's where I was like, eh, how are you going to find this information? So just reaching out, you know, select them, like you said, 10 to 15 people. Get them on a phone, have a conversation, probably, I'd imagine probably incentivize that in some way, right? Or accommodate for their time, like you said, whether it's free product or something, you know. Um, But yeah, just find out, find out what they need, find out what your target audience cares about in their relationship to your influence and your product and how they could cascade that out. So super interesting, like honestly, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, take your customer list and try and feed that for for finding nano or even, I mean, all sorts of different sizes potentially for influence. So definitely brilliant and a great idea. And and I wanna take it one step further. What's really important from an affiliate marketing perspective is that these people have communities. They don't wanna just push product. They wanna give back to their followers, to their communities. Mm -hmm. So always have some sort of unique discount code attached Mm -hmm. to that affiliate offer is gonna be really, really important when you work with influencers. So um, talk a little bit more about why. So obviously they, they want to be serving, but maybe expand on the psychology of that. And because sometimes there might be people or, or um, you know, like offer owners that a coupon doesn't necessarily work for them. So I'd love to just maybe uncover some of the psychology of the value of that. So if maybe you can't do a coupon code, you could still do something that would really be value to them. So if you just talk to, a bit more to that. Yeah, in general, coupon codes, I, I agree, don't do much. But when it's a influencer, you know, even if it's a nano influencer, even if they might be a customer, if they're talking about your product and let's say they have an affiliate offer, well, what is the incentive for their community to go and buy that product just because of the affiliate? That's where the coupon comes in. And when you give a coupon code, the name of the influencer, mm-hmm. right? Use coupon code Neil Schaefer and you're going to get an exclusive whatever it is. That's where the value is. Mm-hmm. That's where the influencer doesn't look like they're just trying to monetize their community. They're actually giving back. Yeah. And it can be as simple as, I mean, I also do affiliate marketing myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll negotiate with companies saying, hey, I want something unique. So I do a lot of uh, B2B you know, SaaS tools, yeah. uh, digital marketing tools. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, hey, anybody can go to your website and get a seven day free trial. Can you make it a 14 day free trial for my community? Because then I can say, clicking on this link, you'll get access to a 14 day free trial you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the coupon code as well is it's something ideally they can't get anything else, something unique to the influencer if mm-hmm. possible. I know it may not scale, yeah. but once you have that, you can now track mm-hmm. how good that influence, I mean, the affiliate is a way to track it as well, but also the coupon code, 
you're going to know pretty clear as to the performance of each of these people. And then when you have a pool of 10, 20, 30 of these influencers, you know, the 80, 20 rule, you'll know the top five or six that are generating 80% of your sales. Then you could scale that a little bit more. You get to the point where brands are creating product for influencers, putting their name on the product. Yeah. Because they're so influential at pushing product. Yeah. And I think that's really the holy grail because influencers and affiliates, I mean, they want to have their own product, the, the ultimate way to monetize. So that's something that I think that brands should keep in mind once they find someone that can really push a lot of product as a distribution channel mm -hmm. of actually creating a product, working together to create a product. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I really like, because it's funny as we said, hey, coupon code, but then you mentioned, so you would get sometimes custom links as well when, when you're acting as an, a, like an influencer for certain things, but making sure that you could find something that's exclusive. It might just something that's going to be better than whatever your primary acquisition offer is. So um, let me ask, I imagine you've probably seen or even yourself worked a lot of ones. What are some of the creative ones or just some some deals you've seen people strike with influencers? You thought, I hadn't seen that before, but I really like it. Just some interesting ones you might have seen recently. I think the, the extended trial is one that I see a lot of. Um, I know I've been in some where, you know, lifetime discount. I know some companies probably don't want to offer that, but hey, mm -hmm. if you go through the link, the free trial, and if you end up buying the product, then there's something additional there. Okay. Um, it could be an offer of an auxiliary product. It could be offering something from a completely different company mm -hmm. a, as a compliment. Hey, yeah. if, you, if you purchase this, we're also going to give you this. Okay, gotcha. Uh, is another way of doing it. It has to be aligned, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like that, the I2 of a premium, right? So yeah. you get yourself a nice premium add-on just by being you know, going through my link or having that. Yeah, influence. so it's, you know, your top tier affiliates from, I mean, we're going all over from affiliates to, to brand off, to, yeah. to the, but to the brands that work with affiliates and, and affiliates working with brands, when you reach a top tier, you're probably getting a higher commission rate. It's just adding a little bit more onto that. And I found the need to do this myself. You know, I don't know how many affiliates or content creators out there, but if you have a podcast and you want to push a product, there's no incentive for people to go to the link. They're going to hear the product name, Google it, and you're not going to get compensated. But when you have the link with the special offer that they can't find anywhere else, people will go out of their way to actually you know, go and, and, and click on that, you know, type in the link. Which is big for both sides too, because everyone really wants to make sure the attribution is good because as the content creator, the influencer that's putting out and trying to generate those sales, you don't want that just to go into empty void and not get paid for it. And then also for the offer owner, you want to know who's actually doing a good job for you to scale, push, and continue even replicate, you know, that individual across more, more folks. So you're, you're very right. That's where finding a unique proposition or something that they could drive through the link is going to solve a lot of your attribution, potential problems that could happen oftentimes versus like some of the other affiliates we commonly work with, whether it's email or Facebook, where you have direct clicks of links through the medium. It's just always going to happen. So I, I think you're right. That's a really important distinction. And, and there's another sort of add on, you know, come to think of it that you could do where affiliates are actually paying. Well, brands are actually paying affiliates mm. Mm. A, a, a fixed fee to be part of a mm. campaign where as part of the incentive, not just the extended trial or, you know, the discount, but to get access to that influencer. Yeah, you'll get access to this free masterclass or, you know, a free Ask Me Anything webinar. Um, that's where when the affiliate has influence, they're able to do things like that. Right. Yeah. Then it becomes really unique, a really unique offer to that community because they're able then to tap into the person that they're actually hearing about the product from. Yeah. And okay. getting a piece of them as well. OK, so, yeah. So I hear what you're saying. I like that. So basically what, what we're talking about is like. Hey, if, if for all the people that buy X, like I'm going to be going and doing a live masterclass just for those buyers. If you buy in the next eight window, click on the link, go to the page, get it. And that way, not only you have this amazing product, 
but you're going to be able to spend some time, you know, exclusively with X person doing X thing. That's that's a really interesting. I haven't actually seen that before, but it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, and the and affiliate could, could really do that good. or the brand owner could say, hey, we really want you to do this because we know it's going to be effective. We'll incentivize you mm-hmm. by actually paying you a little money. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what you sell to do this. Yeah. Because they know it's going to be more effective. Yeah. So two different ways of looking at it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, well, you know, that was that was definitely great. The idea of kind of constructing that. Appreciate that, Neil. Um, just I want to kind of I realize there's something we didn't cover a ton. We've been talking a lot about working and kind of monetizing the influencers that you have in your audience um, and with your with your brand as your company. Um, one thing I wanted to circle back real fast on is what about the brand as an influencer? So um, like, how do you say, so I'm a company, I'm selling products, I have a brand. How do I flip around and use that and utilize that in my business beyond just getting other influencers, but maybe how do I influence? Does that make sense? That maybe was a weird question, but like, how do I start being the person that's that's monetizing through that? Does that make sense? Yeah, so the brand, um, you know, part of building the digital influence is, is creating content. So is your brand creating content? You guys are creating podcasts. It's awesome, right? Yeah. And you have a little bit of personality and sort of a face behind the podcast. Mm-hmm. And now we see more and more businesses. I mean, I met you at Podcast Movement. Yeah. A, a more and more branded podcast out there. So I think it begins on that journey of doing what other people have influence have, which is creating content, getting out there and putting a face behind your brand. Uh, I think once you do that, it does open up opportunities like to collaborate with other brands. It also begins the process of influencers reaching out to you. It begins a sort of inbound mm-hmm. process. Instead of you having to prospect a lot, people coming to you say, we wanna work together with you, Yeah. right? Um, so I think it works in different ways. Also, when you create content, when you wanna yield influence and in creating content, you can now collaborate, right? You can interview, you know, a, a, I keep on saying Rachel Peterson, but you, you, you can interview influencers because you have a podcast because other influencers want to get their name out there. They want to be on other platforms because that's how they, you know, you hear a lot of podcasters that want to do podcast swaps so that they can be on other podcasts, right? So it's a similar concept. Once you have a platform, others will want to be part of that and you can use that, right? And I know companies talking about affiliate recruitment or influencer recruitment that use that specifically for affiliate recruitment or influencer recruitment after they're a podcast guest. Hey, didn't mention it, but we actually have this affiliate program. You'd be a great fit for Yeah. the whole purpose was because it's all about relationships, right? Yeah. So if you can get someone to do a podcast interview, a YouTube interview, a blog interview, whatever it is for 30 minutes, you're going to be able to start to build that relationship. Yeah. So once you're a business, when, when you have the platform, that's when you can tap into other influencers, which then further expands your platform because influencers will, you know, they'll probably share the fact that they were on your show or what have you. Yeah. And that's really the best way to think of it, I think. Yeah. No, I really love that. I don't think I've, you know, in, in podcasts, it makes a lot of sense. But the idea of are you creating content? We Lots of times people create content just for consumers, but you could be creating content that's actually recruiting influence and other influencers and affiliates in all sorts of different ways. So um, I want to dive in that a bit more. If you One could. more example, oh, B2, yeah. B2B client, they have a, a real niche technology SaaS product, but they're doing webinars, once again, tapping into influencers, you know, bloggers or speakers in the industry to come together on the webinar with them, right? Nice. Great way to yeah. tap into their audience and to build a platform. And it's like, you know, hey, I'd love to be on your webinar. It's going to expose me to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be like the podcast or what have you, but yeah. it's a similar concept. Yeah. So is there other type of content? Like what, like, especially thinking from the blog world, were there any sorts of, you know, like blog stuff you'd write or try and tailor certain things that might fit more to affiliates and then some that might fit more to customers? I'm just really curious on like all, maybe some of the other ways and more like a, a 
I guess a writing medium that could kind of do the same thing. Would that be like a, a guest blog post or something like that to try and get some transfer that way? Yeah. Uh, people that affiliates or influencers that are bloggers like mommy bloggers, you know, SEO domain authority is king. Getting backlinks is king. Well, if you're a company and most companies actually have really good SEO because you've invested in it, you can provide them that link, right? Yeah. W with a guest blog post. So yeah, that's a really, really easy way. We'd love to have you, you know, guess, submit a guest blog post for us or we'll pay you to submit a guest blog post for us. Yeah. Is another way of incentivizing that relationship. Yeah. Uh, or we'd like to interview you for our blog. Yeah. Um, and that could be a repurposed podcast interview as well. So yeah. just making them part of what you're doing is, is building that relationship. Um, it's also offering great content for, for the business because they're gonna get it from a unique perspective. It also shows a little bit of trust that these influencers are actually fans of the business. Mm -hmm. And then for the influencer, they're happy because it's another business they're working with, right? Yeah. And which, which they're gonna promote to their audience. So yeah. yeah, it's all about, you know, we call them collabs or, you know, collaborations, but mm -hmm. that's, it, it's all about the relationship, but, but the manifesting of that in some sort of content. Yeah, well, collabs is definitely an adorable way to say it. Like, collabs, adorbs, like that definitely. Voila, no bad. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, so real one, one thing that I, I started asking myself, I put myself in the business owner's shoes. So lots of times content, creating content could feel really, a little, a little terrifying, right? It could feel really big, overwhelming. There's so much content options and channels and things that you could do. And if you're not doing it or not doing a lot of it right now, that could become almost a, a challenge. There's too much to do. So what would you tell the business owners that came to you, Neil, and said, hey, I really want to start expanding some influence through creating content, but I don't know where to start or what channel I should choose. So how do you kind of have that conversation? What would you tell them? Yeah, it, it's a great point. It's something that like I didn't even bring up at all so far, but the whole idea of like the ROI of influencer marketing of all of this is how do you get the word out about your product, right? And in a digital first world, name of my next book is going to be Digital First Marketing, so it's real top of mind right now. <laughs> um, it comes down to search, email, and social. And the social part, like, you know, the search part, the SEO, pay-per-click, email marketing automation, a lot of companies get that. The social part's the really hard part because it's pretty much pay to play. And you need to create content for diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think the ROI of influence marketing is. And it's leveraging, I mentioned that influencers are content creators. Leverage them for their content, mm -hmm. right? If I wanted to somehow get the word out, of course, yeah, where are my customers? So, you know, do keyword searches, go to every single one of the social media platforms and do keyword searches for your company, for your competitor, for the type of product you serve. And I think just based on the search results of how many people are, you know, have that in the profile, how many people are talking about it, I think you're gonna get a good feel. I think today it's pretty clear, like where your audience is. If you're B2C, it's, you know, the older skew to Facebook, the younger to Instagram, then you have TikTok. Um, female demographic Pinterest, those are all sort of in the B2C space, B2B's LinkedIn, Twitter can be both worlds, um, and even Facebook for some B2B's is, is also there as well. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, you don't have to do all of them, pick one or two, but the important thing is that you need to have a presence there, and in, instead of you making content, you know, one of the ways that brands now are working with influencers is, you know, we don't necessarily want you to, if you post our content on your you know, feed, that's awesome, right? But we just want you to create content for us. So we'll just send you a product and we'll pay you money for content that then we have the license to that we can use for our social media. Gotcha. We know that when people are included in images, for instance, that, that it converts way better. Mm -hmm. And when it's an authentic person that's actually, you know, ideally it's your customer. So part of the idea of having this uh, 
Sorry about that. Part of the idea of having this influencer program is getting lots of content, is making sure if they're your customers, getting them to post content about you that you can reuse as your own. Mm -hmm. So if I was a company, that would be the number one thing I would be doing is how do I get my customers? And if I don't have customers, how do I seed the market with enough product and generate enough word of mouth out there that I can reuse that as my own content? Yeah. And I've seen, you know, I've worked with a company for, um, uh, you know, a big B2B software company where they were offering advice on the road. So they've found like 30, you know, B2B marketing influencers. And every one of us from some airport around the world, we had to shoot like a two minute video. I did mine from Kyoto, Japan nice. with, with some bit of like B2B marketing business advice. Mm. So they created this content on their YouTube channel and on their social medias, but it did not include even reference that company name. Yeah. They were offering that value and it all came from influencers. So that's yeah. one way of looking at it. But I would go, we call it user generated content. Mm -hmm. I would like to go 100% organic user-generated content. Do not create your own content. Leverage the content of others as much as possible for your social media would be my best advice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the idea of just going and searching to decide, you know, even where you might have an idea of where you'd want to go, but just go to the platforms and search and see which one you're actually actively present in. I, I could tell you, I don't hear anyone normally doing that. Most of the time you just take a guess where you think, where you might be buying media, whatever it might be. And it's like, oh, that's where we're being talked about. Um, but actually doing the search is a great way. And of course, hey, if you're, you're feeling overwhelmed about creating content, don't worry have others do it right user created content could be huge so um yeah i mean gosh we, we covered a lot today neil as obviously really exciting and, and we didn't even i left an open loop we never even closed and we talked about hey it's all affiliate marketing whether it's influencers or not so let's we'll, we'll put a button on that and then um i definitely want to share with you guys a little bit more about how you could continue to listen and talk and connect with neil more but but first let's just do this one because this is something i think you and i both really care about to just change the I guess the verbiage or the way that people talk about it is lots of times people feel that affiliate and influencer are different. But as I think through our conversation, we've really shown that that is not the case. So talk a little bit more about that and this, this concept of, Hey, if you say influencer affiliate, we're really saying the same thing. Yeah. Cause think about it, you know, the brands that are doing affiliate marketing, they're topping into people that already have communities. They already have influence, you know, no, no matter where that community is or how they do it, they're able to push sale. So they are influencers, right? And that's why, I mean, they've created this program with, you know, using ClickBank, obviously, and, you know, a tracking system and giving them commission. So they're incentivized influencers, but they are influencers. And I think when you look at it that way, you want to actually start to build relationships with your affiliates and treating them as influencers, getting advice from them as to, you know, how they can help you sell more, right? Uh, I don't know a lot of, I've, I've been on the other end as an affiliate, I don't know a lot of companies actually do that. So some of it's mindset, when you shift the mindset and then from an affiliate perspective, you have influence, leverage that influence, leverage that when you deal with brands, try to get exclusive relationships, you know, depending on your influence and leverage that influence to collaborate with others as well collaborate with other influencers, talk about brands that can recruit influencers for their podcast. You can be doing the same thing if you have a content platform or if you're creating content. Yeah. So I know we talked before a lot of uh, affiliates that aren't creating content that just stay out of that world, but you really miss out on the ability to build your own influence. And with it, I mean, I get, I don't know how many, you know, affiliates actually look for affiliate offers, but I mean, on a daily basis, I have companies reaching out to me, offering me, you know, an affiliate relationship with whatever commission, um, but building that influence, I mean, it, it will help affiliates in so many ways in the relationships with obviously the brands that have the offers, but also it's going to help them scale 
what they do, scale their business. They're gonna yeah. have more people that come in and the content, we talked about this before, Kyle, builds that trust, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that they're gonna be even more effective with their affiliate marketing. So yeah, yeah that's what it comes down to, I think, today. Yeah, yeah well, one thing, I, I think that a couple things that really, really stood out to me that I love that you said there. One is, when you're working with your top affiliates, influencers, whoever that may, might be, those relationships of going to them and asking, how could we do better is so invaluable, right? So if they're already doing well for you, sitting and asking, hey, what are you doing differently? What could we be doing differently? Makes a huge difference. And we actually talk about that a lot, even to performance affiliates, is if you're reaching out to your, you know, that, that, the 20% that gives 80% of all your revenue and start trying to improve their performance in creative ways, it makes a big difference. The other thing that you said in there, that I think is just, I know this is a, you know, kind of more for influence, but I think just for affiliates listening, this is a really cool kind of interesting tactic on how you could gain more leverage is the idea that your influence might not just be with customers, it might be with other affiliates. That could be it. So maybe you don't create content. Maybe you're a media buyer and you're like, ah, I just buy media, but you probably know a lot of other media buyers. That is inherently incredibly valued to the offer owner you're working with right now. Leverage that. Say, hey, if I send you five more, if every single month I could send you a new affiliate, I have five affiliates that I could get, you know, referred to you, either do a second tier, say, give me more commission once they start transacting, right? Give me a bump, give me more money for being able to give and utilize influence in a lot of different ways. So it's, it's important to remember that just by, I almost think sometimes existing in our world, you have some level of influence um, and just remembering to really leverage, understand what it is and how you can utilize it through relationships, tribes, communities. Um, it's definitely going to help out your business and your bottom line and whatever way you need it to. So, um, well, fantastic. I think we covered a lot of amazing things today. Um, yeah. just to circle back. Oh, you got some yeah, there? One more. Yes. There's always more. Isn't That's there? fine. Never, yeah. No, but you know, just, just thinking of you began there talking about, you know, businesses reaching out to affiliates and how can we help you? You know, there is one marketing conference that I was the number one affiliate for out of some pretty you know, famous people. And a lot of it came from one piece of content on the web from a blog post that probably drove a majority of that business. So that conference organizer could have reached out to me, the affiliate manager and say, hey, you're doing awesome. You know, how did you do it? What can we do to help support you? Let us write you another blog post similar to that, but with a different vein and a different, you know, we'll write that for you if you publish it. And so these little things you can do, that's a, once again, businesses have influence, you have resources, you have content creation teams that you can offer. So, you know, be creative. I, I consider affiliate marketing, influence marketing, as you can tell by the scope of this conversation, an extremely creative process, right? Because it's human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's how do we get human beings to act uh, and to do things for us. Yeah. So really think holistically about all this. And I think you'll find a lot of unique ways that your brand can work together with affiliates. And on the other side, you know, the affiliates developing relationships with those other affiliates that have influence in a similar vein. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like, you know, I don't know, having people come out to, if you're based in San Diego, like we are, hey, come out for a retreat this weekend. We're invite, I'm inviting all my partners out here, you know, get to know them. Um, little thing like that, because we're all human and we're gonna do more for the people that we like, know, and trust mm -hmm. uh, than the people we don't. So yeah. always be developing those relationships on either end. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice and it really, it's, we're always a people business. Everything in business is a people business. Don't forget that, that the people are there and treat them as such. So, so Neil, why don't you tell the people a little bit about one, obviously, um, where they could get your book um, if they want to continue to learn more about influence um, and, you know, just what, how that could change their business, as well as how could people just get in contact with you or get more of what you're talking about? Sure. Well, my book is called The Age of Influence. It's available, you know, anywhere pretty much. Uh, I also have my own podcast called Your Digital Marketing Coach. So it's really geared towards 
marketers, business owners, entrepreneurs that want to better leverage digital marketing. And, you know, I'm Neil Schaefer. If after listening to this, you have any further questions, if I can be of any help, I am the real Neil. So it's N-E-A-L. Uh, S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. Uh, and if you go to neilshafer.com, I actually also have a group coaching program called uh, Digital First that some of you might be interested in. Perfect. Well, thanks, Neil. Thanks so much for your time. Everyone, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, so be sure to you know rate, review, subscribe, all the things you need to and continue to follow for amazing content. That's not only going to change your life, but it's going to change your business. With that, have a great day and we'll see you next time.